Is that all you did the first like couple hours? The fucking moon hasn't been out since I bought this fucking thing. <laughs> Believe me, I looked. <laughs> Where's the fucking moon? Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Aboriginal Outlaws. I'm Sugar Bear. Johnny B. I'm Joshua. And thank you so much for tuning in to the best voice in podcasting. How you doing? <laughs> Who, Johnny B? <laughs> yes. Right. I'd like to welcome a guest uh, from across the river here. Uh, our first time, another cherry fellas, but uh, you know he is not—he uh, is not a virgin or a fucking amateur, at the least little bit. Uh, you guys may know him from Boom One Hundred One Nine Mornings with Dan Delaire, but for those of you that actually are um, like familiar with the comedy scene and most of. Uh, you know, Cornwall, Ottawa, and Montreal, and shit like that. You guys have seen this guy's mm-hmm. face with a little emblem uh, that says "Yuck Yucks" behind him, or some shit <laughs> like that. Things, yeah. But anyway, uh, let's uh, let's welcome Dan Fucking Alaire. Thank you. How you right. doing, brother? Good to be here. Ooh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you for taking time. Uh, you know, to come talking <laughs> to a mic again. Yeah. How, <laughs> yeah. how annoying is that shit? Well, I love the, I love the pods because I can just be me here. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no CRTC. There's no regulations, so I can just let my hair down. So yeah. you can say all those racially <laughs> slurred words you want. Yeah, yeah. Let's exactly. make a list. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. None of you are gonna chuckle about him saying to let his hair down. Oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> He's, he set that up nicely, and you guys are just like <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> retards. Yeah, because you guys all have good heads of hair. I don't. Yeah, I yeah. do not. <laughs> yeah. When did you start losing your hair? Uh, believe it or not, in college, I, uh, I shaved it on purpose. And then by the time I wanted to grow hair, I couldn't anymore. Man, that's I, sad. So I was wow. probably 30, 25, yeah. 30. What if you grow, mm. what if you grow the patch that's still there? Oh, it's, it's like bad. It's just, it it's just the crown around there. <laughs> yeah. I look like my grandfather is basically what it is. <laughs> oh no, no. You got yeah. the fucking that's George awesome. Costanza. I, exactly. The Costanza oh, cut. I'm not, I'm not going Shit. down that road. <laughs> Please. So which one of us do you think will end up with no hair? I think you're all good. We're all good. Your hairlines are pretty solid. Thanks, brother. I think it's Johnny B. It could be. I'm thinking about cutting it again. <laughs> yeah. You might have to start doing what your father does. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get the pomp going. Get, get used I, to. The thing is, I gotta find a fucking hairstylist that can style it like that. It's no, no, from no. 1952. <laughs> you just gotta find where they still sell Aquanet. Nippity <laughs> <laughs> do. Uh, the dark I'll web. Go, I'll just go pay my dad thirty dollars Canadian here. Fix my hair like yours, <laughs> dude. His father's hair is like it's a spectacle. I seen that fucker on a boat, and that shit doesn't move. Doesn't move. I like it. <laughs> it's great. Dude, yeah, yeah. When, like you should see that guy in the swimming pool or at the beach. <laughs> he just, he's just like neck up. Like, he, he doesn't get his doesn't hair get wet. wet. He doesn't get his hair wet whatsoever. <laughs> it's kind of like a trampoline. When you push it down, it just pops back up. Like that. Did you ever see your father like before he did his hair? Yeah, yeah. When the first time I seen my dad, like, like he showered and he's got long hair. Yeah, right? yeah. And I like I I didn't recognize. I didn't know who he was. I thought my mom was cheating on my dad. I was like, who, who the fuck is this? Oh, that's my dad. Oh, that's pop. <laughs> but yeah, because he's had that hairstyle for a very long time. Did he yell at you like when you ran in? Uh, he was showering, so yeah, he was just getting out of shower. Get the fuck yeah, out! Yeah. Don't look at so, you. So, so not only did I just see his hair on, I seen his dick too. So it was just 
Double whammy. Yeah, who, was, who was that in the bathroom, Ma? <laughs> and clearly Johnny was more traumatized about the hair. Right. Yeah. He's like, the dick is just... I mean, yeah. everybody's seen their dad's dick before. <laughs> right? You know what's funny? You bring that up now that we're on the subject of dad dicks. My dad, for the longest time... Uh, you know, when Jake was uh, just a little guy, you know, they would shower together, whatever the fuck, you know. But, you know, my dad, before he would get in, he would feel like uh, tidying up just a little bit. You know, I don't know why he did this. Mm-hmm. But you I didn't manscape? Know, I didn't know he did this. No, like the bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I didn't know he did this until Jake goes in and then didn't shut the door behind him. He just walks in all buck naked, fucking hops in the shower, just singing a stupid little song. And my dad is just like over the toilet, like getting shit from behind the toilet. Like, no, oh, man, they, they, they can't even get it into the fucking candy. So, you know, fucking pieces of shit paper here. And then I walked by, and the door being wide open, all I saw was fucking crack and sack. <laughs> and I was just like, yo! Yeah. And my dad was like, your color. Mm, yeah yeah and let me tell you brown people their sack is fucking dark oh yeah and ashy looking oh yeah 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 <laughs> like yeah. like next time jeffrey's here look at his elbows yeah that's sort of brown sack, is sack like that like. dude yeah. their sack looks yeah. like this color <laughs> yeah. i've been here three minutes and i've learned already a lot about all of this. Yeah. yeah for sure man for sure yeah Get used to it, man. Well, yeah, I, was, I, was gonna, I, I, I do believe you're our first guest from that side of the river. Really? Yes, I believe so. Oh, yeah. Well, well Mark, Mark keeps saying no, and the other crazy bitch, yeah. you know, she can't. Well, the thing is, Canadians, we gotta dig they, a tunnel they, or they, something. Uh, Who's the crazy yeah. bitch? Guess. <laughs> oh, Tanya. <laughs> the fact that he says Tanya just shows how white he is. Or maybe we're saying it wrong. Uh, what's like, her name? We're like, fuck you, Tanya. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think that's a Canadian way to say it. Well, there's two ways. There's, yeah. I had Because trust me, I went to high school with a Tanya and a Tanya. That's why it's a spelling thing. T-A-W or T-A-N, I think. Huh. T-A-W. I've never seen T-A-W. Yeah. That sounds like something Let me tell you, do. white people do get a little, you know, they get a little bent out of shape about the pronunciation of their names. Like I worked with a Duane, and I accidentally said Duane, but he says it's Duane. Like D-U. And I'm like, oh, excuse me all to hell, motherfucker. Okay, Jesus then Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, he was a little fucked up from the Iraq war and shit. So, okay. You know, just, he got a pass. He got a pass because you didn't want him to murder you. Yeah, right? I'm just like, all right, okay, go see the VA. I get it. You're all right. Yeah, so like everybody else, we started our podcast during the pandemic, so people other than us couldn't yeah, cross the right. border. So. Well, it's my are. pleasure to be the first one from across the pond. Right? How is it? be here. Yeah, you learn something new. Do, you, does, do over there? Do they throw shit paper into the into into a garbage can, not into the toilet? No, not 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 anywhere I've been. Anywhere. See, isn't that nice to have a working plumbing system? <laughs> wow. Sometimes I still throw crotch into the wind and flush a paper once yeah. in a while. I'm just like, I'm in control. The first time you pay for that septic you. pump, you'll be like, No, we're not doing no. that again. Well, hopefully we'll be rich and famous by then. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and then I could just have that shit shot out in a cannon like fucking Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I used to be so green I would put it into a paper bag so I could burn it outside. I thought you were going to say you'd wash it and reuse it. <laughs> Jesus like, really? a, like adult reusable diapers, like cloth diapers. <laughs> they were wiping with washcloths yeah. for like, yeah, saving the for trees. like 10 fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Did you really do that? Yeah. Okay. I used to believe in the environment and shit. Yeah, not yeah. anymore. Fuck the environment. <laughs> I know. Leo DiCap, come on. Get your uh, ass in gear. <laughs> Quit making fucking four-hour movies with Scorsese. <laughs> what the hell? You You and Al Gore were supposed to change this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought you guys were worried about the fucking turtles with the straws and shit. <laughs> now people are using straws again. It's like, fuck yeah. it. Who gives, what? What turtle? Fuck them. You know, that shit lasted, what, two goddamn months, the straws? Yeah, and they, apparently the paper straws are just as fucking bad. They suck. The plastic so. straws. Yeah. Like for the environment, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Canada still uses yeah. fucking paper straws. Right, right. Yeah. Not only that, it's like it takes more energy to make like the paper straws. Just like paper bags actually take more energy to make them. Uh. using just as many. So you're actually putting more carbon into the atmosphere. Right. Or, but maybe we should just stop using <laughs> fucking straws. Straw is kind of a weird thing. I don't want my lips to touch this. Touch this glass. You know. I'm such a special that boy. That would be the smart thing, you know. Yeah. But people are still just like, you know. Yeah, plastic is bad. Let's go back to cutting trees. It does make me sad because we <laughs> have. To me, oil is like this battery that was put here to put us into outer space. And we used it to make like cheap disposable garbage. Mm-hmm. And like a hundred years, it's all gone. Yeah, man, that's why Elon's trying to get the fuck out of here. Because he's a fucking Martian. <laughs> he is. That's why all those billionaires are building rocket ships. Right? Yeah, right. They know exactly. something we don't. Yeah, exactly. the meek inherit the earth. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> They're going to make their space station up there. We're just going to watch them. Yeah, look at the rich people. <laughs> I think he really is an extraterrestrial, though. Aren't they all, though? Or all of them just no, fucking just Elon. Elon. Just Elon. You don't yeah. think Bezos is an extraterrestrial? <laughs> I think he he's Doctor Evil. Look human either. Yeah, Doctor Evil is pretty close. He, yeah. wa- he watched the he watched House of Powers, and that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm gonna shave my head. He should put his office in a volcano. <laughs> Welcome to my Amazon lair. Yeah. yeah, but no, like you ever seen Elon when he like chuckles and when he finds something amusing, he does like a weird like. <laughs> it's like he saw a human do that he's like okay yeah that's what they do when they feel joy he's like he I failed am- laughing class on the mothership <laughs> but, but they sent him anyway yeah. they're like well the only thing he fucks up is laughing send him down I am the smile now yes I am very happy <laughs> fuck yeah so what's your go to uh, Canadian fast food joint mine yeah uh, it's unpopular uh, Arby's. Huh. Arby's. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not a fast food guy, but when I'm on the road and there's an Arby's mm-hmm. every fucking time, beef and cheddar and the mm. curly fries every time. Hmm. I'm glad we don't have one in Cornwall, right. and I'm glad the one at the Messina Mall shut down. Yeah, they had an Arby's I'm less there? temptation. I have to like be on the road. They're too far <laughs> to justify now, so I eat less beef and cheddar. When did they have an Arby's there? Yeah. They had an arb. Oh my at god! At Messina, yeah. yeah, at the mall. Messina I, mall. Hello. I used to play uh, hockey at the rink there, and every time I'd come over, I'd come early and have a beef and cheddar and a huh. curly fry before I played hockey. Damn, damn! You gotta remember, he's just now getting money. He doesn't remember all the <laughs> yeah. restaurants. Hey, I know restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic, but I am fat. <laughs> that is true. You are not an alcoholic. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I don't drink, get fat. I remain. <laughs> you guys like Arby's? It's all right, but I'm a little hung up on the bullshit you just said. You're not a fast food guy. I'm not. You literally helped 
fucking design a burger. I did. At Sigan <laughs> Pitet. That's or whatever true. The that's true. Yeah. yeah. That, but you, that's. I have don't, you guys had the boom burger? No. no. Where's this at? Sigan Patat in Cornwall. No. It's a little chip stand. Is that the one that's? Is that the one over near Freshco? Yeah, I'm that's the one. Of, oh, really? Yeah. So I have yeah, it's not good. Had I've the burger, there. but Sigan Patat is very good. I've not been there since before the before yeah, if you time. You want to slow your heart rate down? Have the Boom Burger Ooh. and a Frick Fry. Okay. What's on it? The Boom Burger. Yeah. It's uh, two patties, bacon, cheese curds, uh, sautéed mushroom, and mayo and uh, ketchup. Yeah. Look at Johnny's got a boner. Little one. Just a little one. When they said mushrooms, it went back down. You can get it without mushrooms. You're fine. So you're like, you know, it's kind of like infamous, your love for bacon, right? It is infamous, yeah. And and to be honest with you. like a bacon guy. I don't know where it comes from. Because if we were doing this at a breakfast place and they Mm. asked me bacon or sausage, I'm sausage every time. Links Mm. or patties? Uh, Links. Really? Yeah. He likes the little cocks. <laughs> Nothing like little dicks in the morning for breakfast. I'm a patty guy myself. That's one of really my guilty am. pleasures yeah. on the road. Like mm-hmm. you got me telling all my road stories, but on the road when I get a hotel, I I have this love for those shit scrambled eggs and mm. those little tiny <laughs> sausages. Like that's my the guilty eggs pleasure. from the box. Uh, <laughs> I won't go find it on purpose, yeah. but there's just something about being in a yeah. hotel. Uh. And those things, I don't know if it's because I know I'm kind of away from home and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, on my own, but it's my guilty pleasure, and right. I, I eat uh, an embarrassing amount of them. Yeah, when you're on the road, you eat a lot more shit, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You train the week before you go on the road yeah. just so you can just eat whatever you want. <laughs> the craziest thing I've seen anyone commit in this room about on the road about eating like shit on the road. We were on our way to a gig. Johnny B stopped at Wendy's on the way out of town. And then after the gig, he stopped yeah. at a McDonald's on the way <laughs> out. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And then I was just like, how do you, you really think it's okay having two burgers a day? He was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Was that fine. before or after he passed out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, this was before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're unrelated. I, mean, I think it's perfectly fine to have like four fucking burgers a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm with John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is why I think sometimes your paleo or whatever, wherever the fuck you eat is, is horse shit. Because how come all these things separated is fine, but when they're together on one sandwich, it's bad for you? I don't get it. I don't know. I think it's a hormonal thing. Really? Like too much, yeah, the too much bread and sugar is a hormonal thing. It makes you like... So you're saying he's got bad hormones? No. the Yeah, his hormones are reacting to him. If he went keto, he'd get skinny real fast. Yeah. I don't want to see Johnny Keto. That's fucking... I don't want to see Johnny Keto either. <laughs> he'd be like... I think I want to see this guy with a fucking neck. You can still Come have on. bacon. No, no. But you can still have bacon. Yes, you can. Yeah. Meats. Yeah. Like all kinds of meat? Yeah. Or just bacon? No, you can have all kinds of meat. Yeah. You can use hamburger patties as the bun, yeah. and apparently that's fine. Yeah. I don't get it. So a hamburger patty between two hamburger patties is all right? Yeah. Huh? I have done that. I, mean, I have it, done that it, when I tried to eat his bullshit when, weight. When you're in ketosis. Yeah. When you're not, you're just fucking yourself over because it's a shit ton of calories all at once. You still got to be careful. <laughs> like Because you could eat like 10 fucking hamburger patties. Yeah. Right? So that's you're still going to get fat. Oh, well, yeah. 
the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I, I thought yeah. this was going to be like fun. Now we're doing like, diet chat. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, take a look at me. Clearly, I'm not fucking listening to my own advice lately. Because so. I know there are people that listen like in their cars and yeah. in their, on their smartphones. But anyone watching is yeah. looking at the video going, the fuck are these guys talking about? Yeah, why are these guys? Lifestyle talking? changes. And, and you know diets. what's funny is that yeah. that is where our highest view is. <laughs> View is is is, is online. Is, is online. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, okay. On YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. People love the video better. Oh, they, like it might be entertaining yeah. to watch. Yeah, fucker. Yeah, a couple yeah. of like four guys with a couple extra pounds yeah. on talk about their lifestyle choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I exercised yesterday. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah man. They're do. watching this video. I was like, of course they love burgers. They've watched me gain forty pounds since yeah. we started. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? I think they watched all of us gain weight since we started this podcast. I think Will's is a little smaller than when we started. Think so. Dude, I got heavy. I got. Yeah, I hear you, dude. I, I got was, fucking heavy. This summer in June, I was on a four T-shirt rotation. Mm. That's about all I could fucking fit into <laughs> properly. But you don't want to be. I'm not even kidding, man. If you go on my Facebook page or my Instagram and you look at all the shows I was doing, you'd be like, "Oh, look, Johnny Cash. Uh, what was the other shirt? I don't remember them all now, but I had four, and they would just show up every fucking show. And then I decided this got to stop, so I. Started working out a little harder, started walking and uh, eating better, and I've lost about almost 50 pounds. Very good. Oh, wow. Yeah, this good. hoodie I'm wearing, I couldn't, when this was gifted to me, because I had helped the team do some promotion, mm-hmm. they gifted me this hoodie, and it was 2X, and I, it looked like they fucking bought it at Lululemon. Mm. You know, like it was <laughs> suck on me, it sucked right onto me. And now, like that sausage. Now I go, yeah, that's, I feel a little less guilty now having the 900 yeah. sausages on breakfast. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It's, I had to because I'm busy, right? Yeah. And, and uh, if you're going to be busy and tired, and got to try and be as healthy as possible. Right. But, uh, don't don't kid yourself. Uh, when the opportunity arises, I like to be bad. Yeah. How often are you hitting the Absolutely. road now? Absolutely. Uh, almost every weekend. Yeah. I mean, once or twice a week, depending mm-hmm. on what the show is. Um, um, I, I love the fact that we have a local open mic now because mm-hmm. now I don't have to travel to try some new shit out. Right. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, every weekend, like from now till Christmas, I have something every weekend. Yeah. It's kind of hard not having anywhere local, like often local. I'm, I'm driving to Ottawa like twice a week. Yeah. The last few weeks have been actually close to home a little bit. Uh, like I was in Chrysler, uh, and then last week, Van Cleek Hill, Brockville, mm. Ingleside this weekend. So it's, they're not super far, but, uh, yeah. you know, coming up in November, I'm in Oshawa, Niagara Falls. Uh, so I'm, I'm wow. going a little bit further. Wow. Good for you, man. What's the farthest you've gone? Kirkland, well, Halifax, technically. I've done uh, Yucks Halifax twice now, two summers in a row. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And but, did you get paid for that? Yes. Nice. Nice. Now, not to, you know, really, you know, get into your business too much, but most of these gigs you're doing, you're making money out yes. of it, right? Good for you, man. Good for you. It wasn't, it, trust me, dude, like I, I'm, when you say making money, let's do an air quote around <laughs> You're it. You're breaking even. Comedy doesn't pay ultra good. Like it, I'm not making shit yeah. money, but I couldn't live. Like I couldn't live off of it. Right. I wouldn't be paying rent and car <clears throat> payments and groceries. And, you know, I still got two kids at home. That wouldn't cover it, but it, it's great fun money. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. And, um, you know, if if we were to take my, I didn't bring it with me, but if I took my book out, we went through when I used to count how many times I got on stage. I did that at the beginning. Um, the year I decided to go for it, when my wife was like, yeah, I think you might have some chops, like give it a shot. 
from uh, July of that summer of 2019, um, I entered the Yucks comp and I finished third and I had just really started. So I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. Uh, but from July 2019 to December 2019, I did 75 shows. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um and I got paid for four of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I hit every open mic I could find. I did everything. I did it for drink tickets. I did it for food. I did it for whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to get on stage and try and figure out what's my style, what's my voice, what's my, you know, what lane am I going to get into? And uh, I, I think I figured it out after that. And then some paid gigs started to come but uh, there was still a lot of open mic mm. stuff i mean i did, did three years of a lot of open mics yeah. almost four and then i'd say the last couple yeah. like since the pandemic stopped you know you you got your feet back underneath you a little bit with some okay. shows but uh for the last year and change um i think most of my gigs have come with some monetary recompense so that's it's nice because mm-hmm. i you know, I, I host a lot in clubs, and uh, I'm headlining my first night at Yuck Yucks, December sixteenth. So that's I, cool. You know, Howie's giving me a shot mm-hmm. to headline a night, so I'm I'm starting to get some opportunities on the headline side of things. So I'm I'm really excited. But I mean, I've I've put a lot of miles in, and I've put a lot mm. of uh, you know nights where it costs yeah. me money to go and do comedy. Yeah, it but costs you gas just to get out. I mean, you guys yeah. know you're yeah. you're you're in yeah. it right now. A lot yeah, of times you sure. go, you have a great show, and sometimes <laughs> you go and you eat shit, and then you yeah. still got to yeah. come home. It still costs you money. Yeah, and you just bombed hard, and it's a long ass ride home. <laughs> the gas yeah. is just going up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't bombed. Never. Eh? <laughs> I uh, ace that shit every single time. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think the day he does bomb is because we're gonna have to like take him off the roof. Yeah, we're gonna have to get him on twenty four hour suicide watch. The day he bombs, oh, I've definitely bombed. Yeah, we're gonna definitely have to get bombed. him on suicide watch. I bombed on my own radio station. <laughs> Holy fuck! You were there, man. You're sitting that? right next to me. You were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, wiggle, wiggle your wire. Yeah, that's a, that, you did yeah. comedy on your radio station. Well, we were doing ourselves a roast, and we did, we had a we had, we had a talk show. I know, oh, okay. I know. Yeah, remember, you were invited, fucker. <laughs> oh, was that the time I couldn't make it? Is that it? Yeah. No, that was for his uh, benefit. You see the car on his head? I see that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw. Well, all the obviously, pictures. he lived. Yeah. So you know, he's here. <laughs> Minimal brain injuries. Yeah. yeah. So in any case, Reen asked, "Well, why did you why did you guys do a bit? You've heard the shit I do. Yeah. How much does that How much does that can I do on the radio? <laughs> Probably not a lot of yeah. it. So you yeah. were flying by the seat of your pants. A yeah. The one bit. The yeah. one bit I did on the radio, Reen was just silence. Yep. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Well, because uh, some it of my bits funny. that I do that are staple bits, yeah. started on the radio, but mm-hmm. family version, mm-hmm. right? So then yeah. you're like, oh, that was fun. So then you kind of punch it up a little bit on stage and like the man candles. You guys know that bit? No. No. Well, I have a one of my one of my <clears throat> one of my signature bits. If you talk to people who see me mo- more than one time, Mantown is a is a bit I do about a candle, and oh. uh, that started on Boom One Hundred One Nine. And wait I, a second, yes, I think I have heard this. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's just one of those things where on the air it was just talking about these weird man candles that mm-hmm. were out yeah. in a sense. Okay. But you, you can only go so far on the air. Yeah. And then I brought it to the stage and uh, it was really long. And then I shortened it up and then you add tags and you punch it up. And, um, you know, at some point I'll record an album and I'll retire that bit. Yeah. But uh, for now, it's uh, it's one of my staples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Uh, how... Uh, yeah, that's How do you a write? Good bit, and I like the one uh, 
Where you said uh, you found yourself choking your wife even oh, when, yeah. when you weren't fucking. <laughs> like, just when she was getting yeah, sassy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I like that bit. That's a good one. Solid. Solid shit, man. So how do you go about writing? Basically, you, you sit and write? Do you sit and think? Or does it just come up in a conversation? And <laughs> He's uh, asking for advice. Okay. I, hey, I mean, I'm fucking with you. Fucking you know, we have we have listeners who are interested. We threw we threw a guy up on. Well, he kind of bullied his way up on stage, and you were there. Yeah, you were there. You were there. Yes, I, that so was the last. That, uh, yeah, Mike, that you guys fellow right, yeah. wanted to write a joke. Like that's yeah, uh, not as easy as he thought, right? No, it was. It's never as easy. As I love it when people think they can do it. They're like, I want to try. My go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because there's the yeah. difference between a premise and a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything starts out as a premise and mm-hmm. then you punch it up and you add some zing to it, right? And mm-hmm. it's not just saying fuck before a word. It's you've got to be creative and words matter. Um, for writing, when it comes to writing, the first set I ever did in 2017, I only did one show the first year. Mm-hmm. One show. It went great. Uh, but it was all real stories. I mm-hmm. talked about, uh, as a matter of fact, I did a bit about my wedding night that first time, and I never did it again. Mm-hmm. And um, a Canadian comic who's no longer with us named Mike McDonald, mm-hmm. I told a buddy of mine, don't ever trash your old bits because you might not just not be ready mm-hmm. to do them. If you think it's funny, keep it. Yeah. And that just sat there, and um, I just one day I blew the dust off of it with my new you know, experience, I guess. And mm-hmm. I rejigged it and I've been doing it on stage mm. to applause breaks. Uh, but a lot of the things that are getting pops weren't included in the one I did in 2017. Right. I'm right. just a little bit more seasoned. Uh, everything has a nucleus of truth to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I either find something on the internet, something happens in my life, my marriage, my kids, my brother. Uh, I'm a storyteller, right? I don't write... Um, one-liners or like short jokes yeah. they're all somewhere between two and five minutes long so i'm i like to tell stories and you know you uh those with the open mics is where i float them the first time and yeah. then just cut, keep at them and punch them up mm-hmm. nice <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to say yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool. So, uh, do you find it like? Um, do you ever find it challenging to? Are you done drinking this? I don't even mind. Okay. Are you spitting it? No, I'm just drinking. Are you, Will you fucking finish uh, your? Are you gonna pee in it? Talk to the guest. <laughs> uh, I think please, he's gonna pee in it. Yeah, please pee in it. <laughs> so, who are your comedy icons? <laughs> apparently, this guy forgot how to fucking interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, my, they're polar opposites uh, when when you think about it. So. Um, Early on, uh, I was a big fan of Jim Gaffigan, mm-hmm. yeah. and, he, and he works clean. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, I'm yeah a, I can see that. I'm a big Gaffigan guy, yeah. uh, but I also love <clears throat> the edge and the aggression of Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm a huge fan of Bill mm-hmm. Burr's. Uh, Brian Regan, another clean comic, but mm-hmm. he, another storyteller. So I think I was gravitating to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the newer guys uh, that I really like, uh, Joe List, Mark Norman, and Sam Arill. Like that, that Those trio. Those are great. Uh, I love them all. If I had to pick my favorite of the three, um, it's a it's a coin flip between Joe List and Mark Norman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just if you ever you know Joe List, have you ever watched uh, Joe List stuff? Yeah. He just on stage it seems like he's just making it up and telling stories, mm-hmm. but he's not. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I aspire to sound like when I'm up there is to just. 
be telling a story. It just happens to be hilarious when I tell it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just, I love his delivery. I love the way he just takes everyday things um, and makes them funny. And I, I try and do the same kind of thing. What's your trick for not forgetting? Like, I tend to forget parts. Oh, I write them. <laughs> so I, I'm a, a paper and pen yep. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and if it's something brand new that I've never done on stage, I will uh, think it, think, think, think. And then I will write it down. Mm-hmm. And that's how I used to study in high school. I wasn't a great student. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But if I write it down, uh, highly, higher chance of remembering. Uh, also, I find when I write it down, other tags come out through the pen. It's mm-hmm. weird. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you think you've got it all in your head. And then as I'm writing it on the paper to try and get it to stick in my brain before I do it, um, <clears throat> something else will come out. Yeah. Those are the ones I probably forget. You know, uh-huh. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah. the ones that I wrote that I didn't think of before I wrote them yeah, yeah. are the ones I forget on mm-hmm. stage, but I, I try my best to never bring paper up. Uh-huh. And it, I don't, it's nothing wrong. There's <clears throat> nothing wrong with yeah. it. But personally, <clears throat> I just want to be, I, I just want to be up there and be in that moment. And if I fuck it up, I'll eat the shit. Like I've done it yeah, before. Right. That's, that's what you do. Well, that's what I, I was wondering. Cause I, I noticed like some comics still bring up like literally like fucking reading and then others not, I've been trying not to, cause I find that when I go up with the paper, it's distracting and I can't read my own writing anyway. So what am I even looking at this thing for? Yeah, some of, the, some of the things you can do, like when I first started, yeah. I would write my set list like a band. Yeah. I would just give a bit a name mm-hmm. and I'd put it on the bench beside the beer so that if you go and grab a sip of drink, they don't really know that you're looking mm-hmm. at your set list if they can't see it. So I wasn't reading per se, but there'd be like keyword, like bit names. And yeah, if yeah. there were mm-hmm. parts of the joke that I wanted to make sure I didn't forget because it's new, I would write like a, I put a line with another word. Mm-hmm. Just to prompt me, but I—I I mean, I've been at it seven years now, and um, I just—I just—it's comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Like I get nervous before every show, whether it's an open yeah. mic or oh, a absolutely. show. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but the nerves are good, and um, I just—I'm—I think less. I don't know if this makes sense to you guys. When you're on stage and you're thinking about your next joke or your next lines, you're. You're not in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I got past that probably about mm-hmm. three years ago where when you're telling your stories now, you're just in that moment. So you're able to talk to the crowd. If somebody mm-hmm. throws something at you, you can take a left and then mm-hmm. come right back to center because you, you're, you're just in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't derail you. Where yeah. It took me about four years to get to that point where I'm not thinking what's the next line. Yeah. It's, I'm just I'm in it. Right. That's cool being present. In and the it's moment. reps, man. That's that's what it is. Yeah. The, the more you can get on stage, yeah. the more you can repeat. Uh, <clears throat> that's that's how you're going to find that comfort level. That would be so great to have more local venues, wouldn't it? It would. It <laughs> would. We can yeah. not travel so much. Uh, do you ever find uh, when you're watching, you watch other comics as they're doing their sets, or you try to go into your own bubble? Because I find I do watch. And then I'm like, I start thinking about what they're doing, <laughs> and I I start writing. I mean, like almost, uh, it almost gets me to start writing in the moment. Yeah, I uh, I like to watch the show. I yeah. mean, whether I'm hosting or not, I like to sit and watch uh, and observe, and uh, especially when there's a new comic I've never uh-huh. seen before. 
I remember the first time you guys were there at La yeah. Maison, I got called out because I wasn't smiling. <laughs> well, yeah, that was me. <laughs> but it, I and wasn't... I said, you look like a corrections officer. Exactly. <laughs> but it, but it, it's, it was just me analyzing you guys. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not because things weren't funny, but it was just like, oh, I'm getting to know these guys, and I mm-hmm. loved you guys. I mean, yeah. If I didn't think you guys were good, I wouldn't be sitting here in this room with you guys. Right, right. Um, but it, it's just one of those things where... Uh, I'm an analytical thinker, and every show I go to, whether I'm the host, the feature, the headliner, wherever I fall, I sit in that room whenever possible mm-hmm. from start to finish. And and so, because the show has a life, and uh, if the host asks a bunch of questions of people and there's moments that happen, and if I get up as either the headliner or the middle and start asking the same questions, mm-hmm. that then the crowd just... You, you've lost some of them because they're like, well, who the fuck is it? Where was he mm-hmm. 10 minutes ago? And we learn all about right. him banging his wife or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know? And now he's asking the same fucking questions right. again. Uh, I, I just feel like the show has a, a, an essence and a life. And if you can just add to it rather than go backwards from something that was done before and watching other people, like you said, sometimes they'll do a bit and it doesn't give you the, the same bit idea, but uh-huh. something that might have been you know percolating in your brain for days weeks and they say something or they do a bit on something you're like holy shit yeah, yeah. and you just put a notation yeah. in your phone and then you start working on it it's it's wonderful yeah it, it is crazy when you, you ever come with a, a thing you think is so creative and unique and then you go to a show and somebody else does something not the same but like they were they were on the same track thinking about it i i'll give you a great <laughs> example i wrote what i thought was going to be an awesome piece on mr dress up mm. i thought fuck this is going to be so much fun Love Mr. Dresser. And uh, how can you not love Mr. Dresser, right? right? right. <laughs> and it was all about you know, the tickle trunk and mm-hmm. the puppets and whatever. I was like, this is going to be so fun because everyone knows. And then I watched a Canadian comic who I almost had the chance to work with, but he had to bail on the show because he had some other commitments. Uh, but Pete Zedlacker, I was mm-hmm. just, I, I watch a lot of comedy early mm-hmm. on, like I'm a student, right? And he does this bit about Mr. Dress Up, and I'm like, Oh, well, I'm thinking along the same lines as him, but it's yeah. pretty much what I was going to do in a very similar fashion, right? So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, crumple it up. That yeah. one's in file 13 because you can't now. I mean, right. it was yeah. so close. Sometimes <clears throat> there's going to be a little bit of similarity, mm-hmm. um, and you can still do it because it's very different. Uh, but in that particular case, I'll never forget. It was a fluke. You just, you know, the yeah, yeah. YouTube video pops up and I see Mr. Dress Up and yeah. I'm like, oh, I click on it and I'm like, that son of a bitch. Well, you did it like four years before me. Oh, man. Yeah. I I had my first bomb, <clears throat> excuse me, um, was at uh, 37 West. Mm-hmm. And it was about how I wanted to pick on um, like uh, white people in, liter- in literature and in film excuse me, that anytime they want to be an ally for uh, black people, it's really their excuse to say the N-word a lot. And so this bit, unfortunately, I would have had to say the N-word a lot. But it was supposed to like really drive my point home. And when I did it at 37 West, because I wasn't so comfortable with saying it that much, he says a lot more now, so it's it's fine. Say, You're comfortable saying the N word at any point in time? It's grown on him. There are times. Okay. Yeah. So the, one, the two it, black guys don't let him. Well, anyway, <laughs> so that joke bombed as shit because when I came on and said, "This joke requires me to sing a lot, but I'm really gonna say gender, okay?" And they were like, Duh. 
Oh, I remember and, that one. Yeah. And then uh, I was just like, you know, then, you know, Calpurnia, why you got to speak Jenner when you were, and this like that, and everyone's just like, oh, fuck it, come. And I'm like, oh, man, this joke sucks. <laughs> but then like a year later, thank God, this, this man named Roy Wood Jr., who uh, does a lot of like the Ari Shafir shit yep. on... Um, you're talking about the comedian Roy Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 the, the okay. very famous comedian. Yeah, okay. And he had this joke about uh, Django Unchained. He says, no one gets enough credit but white people that are in oh, black seen, slavery movies. Yeah. He's like, Leo DiCaprio put ten toes in the ground and looked at it, and Samuel L. Jackson says, you are. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I can just get rid of that fucking joke. I don't have to try and polish it no more and save it. Because I'm like, yeah, the premise is hilarious, but I don't feel, you know... She said yeah. ginger, by the way. Ginger. But yeah, but then Roy Wood, you know, obviously a much better fucking comic than I could be at this moment. He fucking had an amazing bit, and I was just like, thank God I get to throw that away. I don't have to try again. <laughs> but it, do you guys know uh, Shane Gillis? Yeah. Oh, talking about? yeah. He's, I think he's the yeah, best right now. Have you seen his latest special? Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Yes. Like when he does the Australian, like you you have to have <laughs> a pedigree. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like you yeah. have to have a reputation. And like when they don't know anything about you, mm-hmm. you've got to get them to like you, right? You've got to be... You've got to start a little softer and kind of get your... But when you're Shane Gillis or you've yeah. got that reputation... When he does that, Australian can say anything with an accent, and it's funny. And he does nine eleven <laughs> material, yeah, in an Australian accent, and gets an applause break afterwards. I'm like, if I did that at Yuck Yucks on the weekend, <laughs> Howard wouldn't hire me again. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. it's also not my character. But I, yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you once you guys figure out exactly who you are on stage. That same bit, if it ever came back around or something similar, when you're more comfortable with with what you want to do and what you want to say and who you want to be up there, it'll just happen and it'll feel right and and people will feel it. But if you're uncomfortable on stage, they can feel it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. The audience, you need to have Mm -hmm. as much fun as they're having. It's a big synergistic you know, room. And if you're up there and you're tight and you're delivering, I don't know if they're going to like this lines they're going to feel that. And if you mm-hmm. just kind of come up and you're having a good time, uh, like I find you guys very likable. Like you're charismatic. You sit on the bench or on the stool and you're like, as soon as you sit down, you're like, oh, okay. So we all kind of take a seat back and we just listen to Johnny B tell us a story. And, uh, you know, and, and <clears throat> when you, when you get on stage, you have such charisma, but sometimes your material goes like way dark. <laughs> And yeah. I'm talking about the bit about your wife in the bed sheets. You know, <laughs> you know, like you don't see it coming at the beginning. He's like, oh, this guy's fun and lovable. And then all of a sudden, oh, boy, he's dirty. I like, but Very I like dirty. it, though, because, Very again, you, 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 you get them to relax a little bit. And then you bring the heat. You don't just walk up there and go, oh, you should see what the, my wife and I did. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah. you ease them into it. Yeah. And and you're just a natural storyteller. I mean, you, oh. you get up there and you're you're just fun to listen to so it's uh, you guys you, you guys have all the makings of comedians uh, just get the reps in right it's uh, it's get out there and get absolutely absolutely yeah we're gonna be so good we're gonna be like shane gillis good he's like my Don't favorite even. right now oh he is great he he's is so great. fucking funny his bit about you know imagine being the first guy to suggest the special olympics you know, his the, the guy from the town over says his is faster we should race them like 
it's just so it's so funny but again i i i love that he thought of it and he had the balls to go on stage and talk about it like yeah. that but i that's again that's a bit i don't think i can pull off i like i like the bit that's very similar to that it's the one that opens his show about how awkward it was to decide age of consent. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was like, from Rhode Island? I don't know, uh, 12? And they were all like, ew, oh, yeah. what the fuck? I meant 16. He's yeah. like, why did I have to go first? <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I love it, man. So what's your earliest memory of, like, you know, where comedy actually, like, spoke to you? Because I was just talking about this with Johnny B uh, on the way here. When I was a kid... I had a few comedy videos on tape back on VHS. Mm -hmm. And one of them was Robin Williams, um, Louis Anderson, and the best of Eddie Murphy, SNL. Mm -hmm. And I remember that Louis Anderson one. It was called Louis. Uh, no, Mom, Louis looking at me again. And I remember that special just fucking really resonated with me. Like I would watch it like once a month when I was just a little guy. So what's your earliest memory of being like, you know, I think, you know, this is something that I could see myself doing. You know? uh, it goes back to high school. I was a theater kid, uh -huh. Imp improv specifically, not, uh, not classical theater, but improv stuff. And uh, we did uh, Thursday Afternoon Live is what we mm -hmm. called it. It was our high school version of SNL. So Dan did not get laid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were there, eh? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate your sympathies. No, didn't happen often in high school for yeah. sure. Um, you had hair back then, right? I did have hair back then, yeah. It's, that didn't fucking help, though. That's the thing. I think I do better bald than I would have yeah. done with hair. You uh, really pull off the bald, honestly. Well, I thank you. I have you no really other fucking it. choice. I'm glad yeah. I can pull it off. Oh, we, can, we can get some spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> like for our entertainment, can you just grill it out though for like a month? <laughs> you know how much you know how much money somebody would have to raise for the right cause for me to let this fucking thing grow. Ten thousand a day. Like a revert. You know how some people shave their head for charity? Yeah. yeah. It'd be like this year long fundraiser where I just don't cut my hair, and every month there needs to be a new benchmark hit before. Like, and if they keep doing it, I keep growing it. It's actually not a bad idea, That's but then I look idea. like such a goof when I'm touring. Wait till you have the ponytail. It'd be That'd great. Be so Great, so dude! Great. If we yeah, saw you, you at shows, we're gonna be so fucking mean. Yeah, you're gonna be like, hey, yes, Smithers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I will look like a fat Mr. Burns for sure if I, keep, <laughs> if I grow my hair. Uh, but to, to answer your question, when I when I did that improv, that Thursday afternoon live stuff, yeah. uh, it was my first real taste of getting a laugh on mm. the stage. Like I wasn't up there by myself <laughs> telling jokes. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, my buddy David Murphy and I did uh, Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon. He was Johnny mm -hmm. Carson. I was Ed McMahon. Mm -hmm. And my only line in the whole thing was, Haha, yes. You know what I mean? That's what he used to do. They used to. So that's all I did. And it got huge pops every time I did it. Yeah. And Dave did a pretty decent Johnny Carson. So he got some laughs for that. My little yeses got laughs. And that was the moment I was like. Oh, I like this feeling, right? I really enjoy this. Uh, then I played Friar Tuck in Robin Hood, and I had warm root beer in a thermos so I could burp on cue when I needed to. <laughs> and every belch in high school is going to mm -hmm. get a laugh, right? So I just, it started with that. And then the, the stand up special that I looked at it and went, I don't know if I'll ever get to that level, was uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious. Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy Delirious. Yeah. To this day, I can watch it front to back uh, once a week minimum and still love every minute of it. Uh, and the second one, um, 
was on a road trip to call a hockey game. And believe it or not, and it's not because he's an influence. I just thought it was hilarious because I had never heard him before, was Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, yeah. The first mm-hmm. time I heard mm-hmm. him was on a burnt CD in a minivan <laughs> driving to a hockey game, and we almost ditched that fucking thing three times laughing so hard because he's he was just... Yeah, yeah the first just, time he was funny. The first time you hear, like, yeah. I, I, I just... It's not my style uh-huh. now, but then just hearing the laughter he was getting for the nonsense mm-hmm. he was saying, oh, yeah. and uh, so that kind of got and it was a bucket list. I had a bucket list, and mm-hmm. it was it was one or two times I was mm-hmm. going to do an open mic, mm-hmm. and I did it, and it went well, and um, I really got the bug, and thank God my wife said, uh, "Yeah, give it a go," because I think you got I think you got something there. So yeah. if it wasn't for her, I mean, I don't want to turn this into mm-hmm. a good, thank my wife. Uh, pod but like seriously I, the 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 road traveling i do even this to come here tonight you know yeah. it's another night i'm gone yeah. right and she gets it and she's like yeah go like have fun she she understands and uh, she comes to as much as she can but she's ultra supportive and uh, my kids are in their 20s right so yeah. they can give a shit whether i'm home or not <laughs> uh, but they think it's pretty cool and they're they're super supportive yeah. like uh, my daughter's rallied about uh, 15 friends to come to yuck yucks on the 16th that's pretty awesome you know so it's uh it's nice to get that kind of support and uh, hopefully it leads to more but yeah, yeah it's uh it's definitely a long road and uh it's it's just a matter of you know putting in the time and putting in the yeah. stage time and i mean you guys if you guys found a venue here, you could probably. You, there's no place here you guys could just go up one night a week. Just La Maison, La Maison, somewhere. Where else in Cornwall? Because the Res is very, you know, <clears throat> there's not much of a nightlife here. It's like a small town. Mm-hmm. But what's 37 West? Isn't that a steakhouse? That's or a, was bar. a steakhouse. It's a bar. Honestly, yeah, they do karaoke. You know what helps the most is this. Yeah. Because sometimes we come up with great shit and we're like, hey, man. And then we want to tell that story on stage. I've definitely yeah. said shit on this show. And yeah. brought it to the stage. Well, do you, you? Do you listen to comedian pod like other comedians? Of course, podcasts? constantly. Absolutely. So I'm a huge fan of Tuesday with Stories. Okay. Mark Norman and Joe yep. List. And when I watch Mark Norman's special, yeah. Soup to Nuts, I'm like, I heard four of these bits on his pod. Where he started more yeah. than one, and you could he was mm-hmm. working them out on yeah. podcasts, and then brings them to the stage. And I mean, they have the benefit of being with other pros, and they give each other tags, mm-hmm. and they work with each other all the time. We don't get to see each other as often mm-hmm. as I'm sure we all would like to, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's one of those things where you, when you're just goofing around and you say something and these two guys laugh, oh, keep a mental note, make a note somewhere, and then try it on stage. It's 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 the way they happen. When I tell a story in a group of people, it doesn't mean it's going to be funny mm-hmm. on stage. Mm-hmm. But if I get a laugh telling something to a group of people, I'll put a note in my phone and I'll try it at an open mic and mm-hmm. see if it works. And that's the thing that a lot of people that watch what we do think that that's why, you know, it's easy is because they don't understand the difference between. And I've been saying this since we started the fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between conversational funny and stage funny. Yeah. It's like just because you're at the bar making yeah. all your fucking drunk buddies laugh, you know, it doesn't mean that shit's going to work on stage. Yeah, you and stage oftentimes presence. it doesn't. Right. You know, so. some of the funniest people I know in my life aren't comedians. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even the funniest friend in my best friends Mm -hmm. group. Mm -hmm. That's Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he can't do what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I also got a friend that's a lot funnier than me, but he barely leaves his house. (laughs) 
Maybe that's, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe if he started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've invited him, but he's all the way down. <laughs> oh, you're not talking about Josh. No. No, no. I no. Leave, I'm like hardly this ever guy's here. Gone. He's, he's never fucking on that guy. <laughs> look at him. Oh, he looks. Would you be all if you look like that every day? He's got a shirt of himself on, too. That's I do. <laughs> that's why I'm surprised you let the tight shirt stop you. Just do what Josh does. Yeah. Wear the fucker just anyway. Wear it. Yeah, wear it anyway. Nobody yeah. needs to see that. I just don't, I'm just cheap, and I don't want to buy new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if no stretch, eh? Yeah. Well, if I buy new clothes, I'm admitted defeat. <laughs> right. He's saving his money for Chinese. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for he, what I do like about Ottawa is the all-night shawarma and noodles places. Really? Uh, Cornwall, everything fucking closes at 8. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. Yeah. Or 6. Or 6. Yeah. What, what is with that? Do they like being poor? <clears throat> the people just don't, <laughs> people, people just like don't people don't want to work anymore. It's crazy out there. Yeah. I, mean, I have so many friends that try to hire and they get an interview and the interview goes well and they hire them but then they don't show up. You know, they're yeah. like, "Okay, well that's great." Or they come for one shift and then they ghost them and they they don't right. answer phones or anything. So it's it's tough out yeah, there. Yeah, you know? hear that Cornwallians get your yeah, shit together. Must be that Canadian. It's like, right. like just the Indian population, the native population. It's not only natives. And shit like that. No, everybody's lazy now too. Oh, everybody? Except for the Mexicans. Mexicans? They're not. They're, they're, that's why they take they're all the jobs. They like show up. Fuck, probably like three or four Mexicans. Go to Malone. In this area. <laughs> Go to Malone. You'll start to see that Johnny B is like the <laughs> Uncle Ruckus for Native people. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's... Fucking lazy. Fucking he's just like, why are you fucking Indians? Oh, I, the fuck. I mean, working. No, get this, man. I got a native. He's changing. He, he messaged me, right? I've been trying to find somebody to change my hot water heater for like three weeks. I contacted about four fucking Natives. Apparently, Indians don't like fucking money. <laughs> I just, he, he told me I'll be there at four. Yeah. He just showed up at my house when I walked into your door. Oh, really? Yeah. I could have, I got like three white people I could have called, but I'm like, I'll give my money to an Indian. And I forget that Indians are always like, I'll get to it whenever. Yeah. Apparently, we don't like fucking money. I mean, <laughs> you know, we do. We just don't like working for it. Yeah. Working sucks. <laughs> working does suck. It's way better when it's just a check they give you. You know, I find it interesting. I don't know if you guys notice, but you have you know how to push both of their buttons well. I, <laughs> I really do. You crank them up, they're yeah. pretty good. I, yeah. I thought we were gonna sit back for a longer yeah. story, but uh no, <clears throat> But because when the when the hot water heater first came out, I called the white man. He was there yeah. that day. Yeah. He has his own van and everything, tools, everything. I mean, it will be a longer story because that me. whoever that guy is that showed up late is gonna fuck the job up. He's gonna be back there next week. <laughs> the, the story will grow. He's told me he's changed about sixty water heaters. Yeah. So, so you gotta be that kind of Indian that just does it all himself. And at least forty-two of them work. I yeah. seen him. I seen him at the Indigenous Fashion Show. I, I, played, I laid that little guilt trip on him. I'm like, yeah. dude, I've been taking cold showers. For like a week, I've had to put my kids to this cold water. When are you going to stop by and change my hot water heater, man? Please. <laughs> my kids are freezing right now. I'm going to stop by tomorrow. Yeah. That was what? When was the fashion show? Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. He just finally stopped by. <clears throat> so Indians, they don't like money. and They don't give a fuck about your kids. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know either, but... <laughs> This is the part where I'm just going to stay quiet over here. What is you your know? opinion on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the native community right across from Okay, man? the Jews or the Palestinians? Which side yeah. are you on? Oh, God. Man, the, this which, is when all the generational trauma just yeah, spews out. Which dead kids uh, do you thanks, prefer? Canada. Yeah, how do we make this funny? Uh, we can. We put the we Christians can. in we charge. We can. We, we definitely can. can. We start a new crusade. 
<laughs> what do we send our uh, our money to? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Suzanne Summers died. So fuck. I don't know who's gonna be our spokesperson Who the now. Fuck is Suzanne Summers. <laughs> you don't know Suzanne Summers? No. <clears throat> uh, Chrissy Snow from Three's Company. Remember, she used to feed all those poor children. She was like, kind of. She she used to be just a real beautiful lady, and then she kind she of. She used got, to be. Well, she kind of got. Who was the fat bitch that was feeding the it poor was kids? Her. Was, was it? Her? Yeah. No, wasn't it like Sally Struthers or whatever the fuck her name was? was? Yeah, Sally Struthers yeah. started, and yeah. I think uh, Suzanne yeah, she Summers. she was like fat as shit. You remember the <laughs> thigh master? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's the, oh, she used okay. to do the thigh yeah. master. She's dead? Yeah. All right, all right. One less white person I'm going to have to deal with in life. <laughs> <laughs> so which, uh, like, uh, Canadian uh, comedians, like, really resonate with you? Like, would you say is, like, your hero? Your hero? Because you got a lot. I mean, you got you got fucking Candy, uh, fucking Aykroyd, uh, Moranis. Crack the door. You got the fucking Trailer Park guys. You got Kenny versus Spenny. All the motherfuckers. Like, who would you say is just like you know? Hey, man, fucking that's Ken. That's Canadian God right there. When it comes to fucking uh, comedy, Norm Macdonald. Mm. Mm-hmm. Norm Macdonald we were, we were for just sure. Talking about yep. Norm Macdonald on the way here. He so he's another one of those guys like Joe List that when you watch him do comedy, looks like he's completely unprepared mm-hmm. and he's just winging yeah. it a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. And and the way his brain works and how he can take the simplest things and make them funny mm-hmm. and, uh, and and the story after he died <laughs> that came out. And if you haven't watched it uh, on YouTube, go to Conan and it's the moth story. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. So he was only supposed to do one segment, yeah. but then they just asked him to do a second one, but they didn't practice. There was no plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he goes, okay. So he just sat there for the commercial and thought, okay, well, I'm going to tell a joke. But he took a street joke, but he made <laughs> it five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you watch it, it's quite funny. Yeah. But most of the shit in the middle, he was just riffing yeah. to extend the joke. And like <laughs> that's just the brilliant, sharp mind of Norm MacDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, he's number one uh, for sure, without a doubt. Uh, I'm also a big fan of um, uh, Martin Short. Love Martin Short. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jiminy Glick, uh, I don't know if anyone can hate that guy. but uh, And if you want to talk about Canadian comedians um, that – Maybe aren't household names, but mm-hmm. every time I've worked with him and seen him, he slays me. Uh, Rob Pugh okay. uh, out of Ottawa. He's a Toronto mm-hmm. guy, but you he's out Rob of Ottawa. Pugh? No, um, look him up after. And Derek Sigay. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys have you guys know Derek Sigay. These guys are you know they're they're touring coast to coast uh-huh. every year. Uh, when I host for Derek, half the crowd, if not three quarters, are there to see him. Mm-hmm. They've seen some of his act, but they don't care. They just want to see mm-hmm. it again, right? Because there's always a nuance. There's always something, and he's got a great following. And uh, you know, those guys are, are great examples of homegrown talent right here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. Norm was he could be just funny, like just saying it wasn't even a punchline, just the way he said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, were talking about one of his bits mm-hmm. on the way here. Some of them don't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just like, yeah, ID. That, that's a funny word, huh? <laughs> ID. Because it's it's short for identification. But I stands for I. But D stands for dentification. <laughs> Clearly, D is doing all the work. You know, it's just like, that's fucking awesome. Did you see his last special? Yes. Where it was just him? Oh, no, sorry. In front I, of I a have computer? No, I have not watched. That was supposed to just be a dry run. 
He was supposed to record a full special, but yeah. he sadly mm-hmm. didn't make it. Uh, so they released that, and I, ha- uh-huh. I have not, sadly, I have not watched hmm. it. But the last one I saw of his was Hitler's Dog. Yeah. And that's, that one's good. <laughs> it is a good one. In fact, that's where that ID mm-hmm. joke is from. Is it really? It's from Hitler's Dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was great. You have not heard the moth joke? I don't know. I, I don't have a good brain for remembering. It's this moth. He goes mm-hmm. to a therapist. And he's just like, yeah, I, I feel like my life it, it has not much meaning anymore. And uh, I don't know. I feel like my wife doesn't really. And it's just this long, like, yeah. you feel bad. <laughs> and the therapist is just like, why are you here? And the moth is like, oh, because the light was on. <laughs> like that, that was it, like five minutes of misery. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the punchline, yeah. because yeah. he's a moth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was great. He yeah. was great. Rest I will in Google peace, it. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'll Google it. It'll, it's worth. It's worth watching. It'll once. be on the list. Yeah, I do like Kill Tony. Do you watch that? Yes. Podcast. Yes. Well, hit, there's another Canadian kid, right? Uh, Aaron Belial. Yeah. I mean, he He's is, on there. That's with, the one I met. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked with Aaron a bunch of times. I remember hosting at Yucks uh, a year ago, October. Not this past. Mm-hmm. Not this month, but a year ago, this month. And uh, how he texts me saying there's a kid named Aaron Belial mm-hmm. coming, but he didn't say anything to me about him. He just said Aaron uh-huh. Belial. I was like, okay. And then some, you know, cerebral palsy mute comes up to me and shows <laughs> this me dog. his phone. He's like, I'm Aaron. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So do you know? He said, make sure the bench is here, and can you put the microphone here? I'm like, okay. And he went on stage, and the first time I mm-hmm. saw him, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, this kid is smart. He's good. His this material is is. Mm-hmm. You know, more seasoned than, you know, some guys I've seen. Yeah. So you, was he on one of your uh, comp nights? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, he almost won AGT. Like, he made right. it to the finals. Uh, right. He's got a gold, what is it, a gold ticket or whatever gold they call buzzer, it. Yeah. At uh, Kill Tony, he can <laughs> yeah. pop in any, <laughs> He can pop in at uh, Kill Tony anytime he wants. Hinchcliffe is in yeah. his corner. He's yeah, they're pushing him. on the they're Rogan podcast. Him. I mean, cool. uh, he's, Dude, on he's huge, fucking fast. Yeah. Yeah, he's on he a huge tour. Are, like that. It's on a big tour right now in the States. And yeah. uh, despite using his phone to deliver yeah. his lines, he right. still roasts the crowd. You got to wait sometimes because uh-huh. he's got to type it out with one hand. <laughs> but it's worth it most of the time because his, his comebacks and his quips are great. Yeah, so it's our fucking excuse. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I remember telling these guys uh, when I uh, got to meet him. I was just so jazzed. I was like, oh, my God, I mean, fucking Aaron Bilal. And, of course, I had to be a dick immediately. <laughs> you know how you always say when you meet someone in person, you're like, oh, I thought they'd be taller, this and that. So I said, yeah, I just met Aaron Bilal. They're like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah. And I said, I thought his phone would be louder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dick. But it's okay, because he totally fucking made fun of me uh, later that night. On stage? Yeah, he, oh, nice. I was supposed to be a callback in one of his jokes, but I guess he ran out of time. He told it to me uh, backstage, and I don't want to butcher it too much, you know, because uh, it can, has to do Can you do, do his voice? All you got to do is put the GPS on your phone. <laughs> that's, that's what it is, right? When we went to Halifax this summer, the, as soon as I had to go to GPS, because we uh-huh. were in territory I wasn't familiar with uh-huh. anymore... The voice on the goddamn GPS was Aaron Belial. Like, you know, it's no longer that stock right. voice to me. It's Aaron. You know? It's like, wow, he's getting a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he can afford all those flights to Texas and tour. 
making bank on GPS. So. He's such a good sport, though. He is. He's a, he really and, is. And that's the thing, right? Like, people don't realize how intelligent he is as mm-hmm. a person like mm-hmm. cerebral palsy is physical it's yeah, not yeah. mental it's nothing wrong with your brain um and and i i think he's inspired beyond comedians who you know like you said yeah. sometimes we try to do some crowd work and it doesn't go the way we want and mm-hmm. this guy who can't speak typing out some freaking mm-hmm. zingers and you're like oh i wish i could have thought of that this guy <laughs> no, 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 just thought of it he had to type it out mm-hmm. um but he's he's inspiring some other people with disabilities that yeah. you know you're you're only limited by your own ambition, and uh, this guy is uh, taking it to the wall, and he's just, it's been a treat to watch him grow, and uh, I hope I get the chance to work with him again at some point, but yeah, you know, he's hitting sure. uh, bigger stages than I'm hitting right now, so <laughs> may, it, my, my run with Aaron may be over, but if he ever slums oh. it back in Ottawa again, maybe I'll be lucky to be on that show. <laughs> yeah, it would be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, we'll I have an Ottawa question for you, because the last few times that I've been in Ottawa gigging up there, I find that the um, the crowd has been just a tad standoffish. Do you feel like you know, co- you know, comedy and comedians are having a hard go of it out in uh, Ottawa for some reason? Because even like seasoned guys, like I forget his fucking name. He's got the eye and he's got the big fucking bushy hair. Oh, you're talking about Wafik? Yeah. Even he was up there. He was like, "Wow, come on, guys, we're in a comedy club. Fucking laugh." And then finally they lighten up a little bit to be like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck's going on? I, I don't think it's Ottawa. I think it's uh, nights of the week. Like when yeah. I when I work a weekend, like if it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, the show I'm always bracing for being the toughest crowd is Friday. Uh-huh. People want to go out Friday, but they're tired. They just put a whole week of work in. They're tired. And uh, Josh's dog is uh, almost uh, he's, sexually assaulted. Yeah, he's, he's cuddling with uh, Johnny B here. But it, it's one of those where it depends on the night of the week. And it depends, like, people come out during the week. And I, are you doing, talking about a Wednesday and a Thursday? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so these are people who worked all day. Mm. They went home. They didn't relax at all. And they, they don't realize it, but they're tired. Uh-huh. Right? And and uh, it, I see it all the time. Because I've been on a Thursday where it's been bonkers. Like, everything. I could have made armpit sounds like armpit farts. Uh-huh. And they would have laughed. And mm-hmm. I was like, what a night. Uh, and then you go back the next month on the same night, like a Thursday night. And you're like, man, that was so much fun. The room's just as full. But that crowd, for whatever reason, seems a little withdrawn mm-hmm. from... You know, they're not doing any... You're trying to do crowd work, but they don't really want to give you anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're they're like, haha, next. Yeah. Haha next. You know, they're not yeah. there's no rolling laughter. They're afraid to give you a little applause if they really like something. I I, I think it, it, it I don't think it's Ottawa. I think it's just crowds. And, I and see. depending mm. on the day of the week and uh and who's there and and I mean I cr- call me crazy, but I think the weather has a lot to do with it too cuz that's why comedy slows down in the summer. Who wants to go hang out yeah. in the basement and listen to guys? I don't know, jokes man. It's beautiful outside. I was there the night of a tornado advisory, and that was like one of the best shows I did. Yeah, people were glad to be alive at that show. That's why. Yeah, yeah Ottawa. Be taking air out of my balloon. Guys are all in the basement already. Yeah. We're going to be okay. We'll be yeah. right. We've seen Twister. <laughs> we just don't want to be the dad. Yeah. But no, I, I've been in Ottawa, uh, yuck, yuck. Uh, uh, a couple of nights where it seemed like everybody that got off stage, they would come back in the green room and everybody was just like, wow, 
fucking tough crowd tonight. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't give a ton of advice, but when I am in a green room and I hear that, uh, block it out. Like, when you hear comic after comic, I'm not saying they're wrong that sometimes it, it is the crowd, but don't. Don't let that get in your head too much. Be like, okay, well, I'm going to crack them open. Like, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the one that'll crack them open. If you, yeah, if you crack go, open, baby. If you crack go open. up on stage with that mindset, um, and like I said, I've seen you all on mm-hmm, stage, mm-hmm. and if you come up with that that charisma and you're just like, hey, I'm here to have a good time. I don't know what you guys have been doing all night, but let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can crack them open, and there's no better feeling, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. When it happens where it's a stiff night and everyone's mm-hmm. kind of like, geez, man, and you go up there, you don't have to kill. Yeah. But if you have like a solid, good, you know, six, eight, ten minutes, whatever the timing mm. is, it feels really good mm-hmm. knowing that like some people that have been doing it longer than you had a rough go. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you got up there and for whatever reason they were like, nope, this is the guy tonight. Okay, let's do this. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great feeling. And sometimes the person after you might lose them, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you just got to accept that challenge and not go up thinking, I have to do this. Just don't think about everyone else thinking it was rough. Just go and do your thing and uh, you, you can crack them open. Right, it's like um, not being attached to an outcome. It's that it's synergy, synergy man. Don't don't do, don't defeat yourself before mm-hmm. you get on stage because you know it's going to be a tough crowd. You're the guy that's going to crack them. Yeah. So go and do your thing. Do you ever I take? Like do you ever take anger over? Like, I want a reaction. I don't. If they laugh, great. If I piss somebody off, also great. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Depending on uh, now that I'm doing longer sets, like mm-hmm. I have a new bit that gets groans, but I want them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, it's, it's a part of the joke that, and again, it doesn't always get a groan. Sometimes yeah. it gets a laugh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets applause. Um, but all of them are valid. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten them all. So I've accepted now that some crowds will go, Ooh, but mm-hmm. that's still a reaction. Right. It's still a reaction. Yeah. It wasn't silence. Right. Uh-huh. It wasn't them just yeah, silence back is the worst. Going, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a reaction and I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm not going up there for a, Ooh, full set, uh-huh. but it's okay. Cause it's part of the joke. And, yeah. uh, I think you guys have heard, I think you, I did it the first time, the last time you guys were mm-hmm. at La Maison and I've done it almost every show yeah. since. Um, and, uh, I've been doing it to bigger crowds and, uh, I'm like, okay, this is my new bit is now, now I'm bringing it to the clubs. I haven't uh-huh. done a club in a bit. Uh, but when I go to, where's my next club, uh, laugh lounge at the end uh-huh. of the month in Ottawa nice. that weekend, I will bring mm-hmm. both of my new bits to the club and try them out there. Mm-hmm. What should like, uh, ugh, what's the way to get into, okay. So for doing a lot of these small rooms and gigging out, how's, what's the path to get into like bigger clubs more often regular stuff it's it's the nts's right Mm -hmm. howard in ottawa specifically uh goes to almost every night Uh of wednesday thursday and during the competition uh he was there i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. almost every night Mm -hmm. and he's always looking for somebody new right Mm -hmm. because there's you know there's there's the regular crew that that shuffle through and then Mm -hmm. there's new people Um, and it's also networking is a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you've got to meet people and do all the mics, like yeah. go to the rooms. Um, you know, the, in, in Ottawa specifically, there's like pub one Oh one swizzles, meow. That's hot. Yeah. Uh, poor boy. There's, there's a ton of rooms mm-hmm. that are there. And when you do them, a stage time. Yeah. 
B <clears throat> network, right? You get to meet some of these other comics Ooh. and when they, it may not bring you right to the club, but you might get an email or a Facebook message from mm -hmm. a comic who saw you at one of the open mics and was like, Hey, let's bring this guy out for this show. And there might be a couple of shekels thrown <clears throat> at you for mm -hmm. it or a bigger crowd, right? Sometimes yeah. you do an mm -hmm. open mic and there's six or eight people, but then right. someone <laughs> invites you to do an indie show yeah. and you show up there and you're like, holy shit, there's like 85 people here. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. now we're, let's, yeah. let's see if this works with mm -hmm. 85 because it seemed to work with five or six. It's, it's a big, there's no, um, it's not like a job where like, you know, yeah. you start out as the <laughs> stock boy and then, uh, you know, then all of, all of a sudden you're like the meat department manager and then uh, they, they promote you to the grocery manager and then you're running. <laughs> yeah, the, there's no the, path there's, like that. There's no path. Yeah. It's, it's all about meeting people, being good people, getting along with people, being funny and, yeah. and just networking. And right. eventually, uh, you know, the, the people that are funny will break through and, and get some opportunities. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I know that's a long-winded answer, but I mean, no, it's a good, it's a good answer. Fine. When I, when I, if my, if I would have had a logbook of how many kilometers I've put on my vehicles <coughs> since right. 2019 to now, uh, there's a lot of travel <laughs> in there. But I, I love it, right? Yeah. It, like most comedians will tell you, like the money's great when you start mm -hmm. to make a little bit, um, but it's the love of the game. And uh, like yeah. I, I traveled far for not a lot of money because I just feel like it's a good opportunity, right? I've done mm -hmm. gigs where yeah. even my wife would be like, that's all you made? I'm like, it, tonight wasn't about the money. Tonight mm -hmm. was about being on that show and being mm -hmm. on with those comics and doing that room and being in that town. So there's 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 more reasons than the mm -hmm. almighty dollar. Eventually, if you can get there, <clears> great. Uh, but if you do it for the love of the game and for the networking and just trying your stuff in different provinces, cities, mm -hmm. town, I love small towns. Yeah, you want me to do a small town? I I do well in small towns. I don't not do well in cities, mm -hmm. but there's just something about that small town mm -hmm. crowd, the legions, and the they could be you could know. be a little rougher there. Uh, well, and they're some they, of them, and they're, <laughs> they can laugh at themselves, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. They know where they live, right? Like yeah. when I do Cornwall yeah. jokes in Cornwall. They laugh. I'm mm -hmm. sure when you guys yeah. do shows here on the res and you make res oh, yeah. jokes, they all laugh because you you're comfortable. You're yeah, yeah. you're it's proud. Relatable. You're proud to be here. This is where you live, and you mm -hmm. you know where you live. It's funny, and small towns mm -hmm. can laugh at themselves. I I took the piss out of Kirkland Lake for about five straight minutes, <laughs> and they loved every minute of it. And uh, you know, the, I when I found that. They're like, okay, now now you can stop making fun of our town. I, I make fun of Cornwall. I, that's just the way it worked. Well, that's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah trust me. I've got a lot of Cornwall material. Mm. Yeah. Man. Well, I, I do. I personally, I've been trying not to lean. I like. I like to do native jokes, but I've been trying not to lean on it because it's just less relatable. Like, I'll tell stories. I'll tell a story. I'll do a few, but uh, I, I think I like been leaning more into relationship stuff just because it's more relatable. Yeah, I, I think mm. if you um, if you want to go all over the place, uh -huh. if you can give give a good mix, yeah, but just don't forget where you came from. Yeah, like, yeah. this is your perspective. This mm -hmm. is your life, and mm -hmm. if it's funny, it's going to be funny. I don't mm -hmm. care what the background is. You you just got to find the commonality, mm -hmm. right? And it, it's probably there. Like some of the stuff that you think might only work here. Uh huh. Uh, will probably work elsewhere because right. like my Cornwall stuff, not all of it. Uh, I realized that, you know, Walmart and pajama pants, mm -hmm. I do a pajama pant thing uh, in Cornwall and it kills. Yeah. Because everyone knows mm -hmm. where I'm going with it. <laughs> I've done it in other towns and they have no clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> but they have Walmarts. But pajama pants and Walmart there. But they have a little bit of class. Have, don't have. Upper, <laughs> yeah. They, 
They wear jogging pants instead of pajama pants. <laughs> gotcha. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it's that's a Cornwall thing. But mm-hmm. when I talk about the bar that accepts Canadian tire money and the, you know, the the law that it, that let women take their tarps off in public and mm-hmm. all that stuff, that's that's Cornwall stuff. That's real Big Ben, the the garbage ski hill. You know, mm-hmm. like that's all stuff from Cornwall. But it works on the road all the right. time, right? Like right. It, it's mm-hmm. stuff from Cornwall. Uh, so I think that, you know, you find your, your commonalities to things that are, are more Aquasasani res mm-hmm. related, but the broader audience will laugh with you if it's something like that's more uh, relatable, right? It's not just yeah. native people who are going to think it's funny right. as long as you're doing it properly and, and you find that commonality with everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a weird addiction, isn't it? <laughs> it's Yeah, it's thank, it's thankless a lot of times, man. It's weird. It's, what, what other thing does anyone do? Where you go up on stage in front of a room full of people, eat shit, like literally bomb and you know, like everyone's like, when is this fucking guy done? <laughs> and you get off stage and go, well, that sucked, but I can't wait to try that again. Yeah, right. You know, like it's Ooh, just yeah. such a sadistic addiction that we have to to the craft. But it's, it's, when, when it works, it's magic. Uh-huh. And when it doesn't work, it hurts <laughs> like a motherfucker. But yeah. you want to get back and try and find the magic again. It's the weirdest kind of narcissism. Yeah, I, I worked it out. I spend about 40 American every time I go to... Uh, that's not counting eating. That's just gas money. Every time I go to Ottawa and back. So I'm paying 40 bucks a show. Plus I'm going to eat because... Welcome to Canadian comedy. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> and I can't wait to do it again. Like, I'll fucking go broke. I don't give a shit. <laughs> we got to get back to Laugh Lounge. <clears throat> Live lounge, yeah, fun room, very yeah, fun room. Yeah, yeah. Nick I forget to email Birdie and his crew there. They, they, it's great. I've, I've never had a bad, and I don't mean like I've killed every time I'm there. Mm-hmm. I just mean all of my experiences mm-hmm. in that room have been great. I love that place. I'm going back at the end of the month, and I can't yeah. wait. How about Montreal? You go up there like we. I've been going to Montreal a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I, uh, getting the I nest love more the nest. Kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nest is fun. Um, I go up. I try and do the comedy lab when I go up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't crack David Acker. I've been trying to do weekends there, mm-hmm. but I email mm-hmm. and I try to get a showcase, but it's not working for mm-hmm. now. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm persistent. I'll keep yeah. trying. Uh, but I like the lab because the lab nights, uh, it's Wednesday night, and they give you a topic, mm-hmm. and they encourage you to write material well, cool. on it. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one night it was Olympics uh, during the last Summer Olympics, mm-hmm. so almost four years ago. And um, I went and I wrote three minutes worth of Olympic jokes, mm-hmm. and I won the night, and I used that material for three months. Nice. Like, I managed to keep mm-hmm. it in my act yeah. for three months until I thought, well, the Olympics were too far yeah. away. <clears throat> uh, but with the Summer Olympics coming back around, I might, <laughs> recycle I might be able to recycle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who knows? That's a good night to call me in that lab. Yeah. Have you done I was, it? I, I have done yeah, it. That's great. And the topic was was it fun facts? Oh, yeah, that's uh, a fun, fun one. fact. The, the guy that did one was fucking that. His fun fact was hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, was, and that's the thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be five minutes on that yeah. thing, right? Uh-huh. You can do you some of your material, mm-hmm. but try and sneak. And sometimes you get lucky, and you already oh, yeah. have a joke that fits. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it works. And uh, but that night, I I really pushed myself to write something. I right. mean, who just has Olympic material? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I so I wrote some stuff, and it yeah. worked. And um, again, put put yourself out of your comfort zone, right? Like, mm-hmm. send your email, ask for the Wednesday. It might take a little while because they get hundreds of emails. Right. But if you can get in on that Wednesday, then they send you the yeah. topic and mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. You usually get a good five days or more to mm-hmm. think it over and then try and show up with something and see if it can hit. It's a fun little challenge. Mm-hmm. Now, where is this? Comedy Nest. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. in the old form in yeah. Montreal. Third floor no, comedy I've, clubs. I've, I've, I've another been good there. Place I've there. been there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it. I've been there a couple of times. I didn't so. have to do a topic that night. No, I would And uh, the other place is uh, McKibben's on uh, Mondays and Tuesdays is kind of an open, it's an open mic. Uh, but Ben Cardilli <clears throat> and Sid Kular, who run that room, they pack it. Mm-hmm. Like when you go there that oh, really? night, you're Ooh. performing for a full house. Ooh. Like I haven't been there in a little bit, but the last two or three times I was there, mm-hmm. it was front to back full of people. It was awesome. Hmm. So that's mm-hmm. something. It makes it worth it, right? Even yeah. if it's going to yeah. cost you money to oh, go absolutely. and do it, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not going to drive an hour and four change. People. And then there'd be four people yeah. there if you mm-hmm. if you get into that room in McKibben's. Um, you'll you'll be performing for a minimum thirty people, but mm. up to eighty or a hundred. It's crazy wow. good. Yeah, crazy good. I'll nice. I'll give you all of this info after, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, off the air if you guys want. Uh, it's a cool yeah. thing for people yeah, listening because yeah. you know a lot of yeah. people a lot of people want to try too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I I want them to. I like people to be funny. We have some funny friends, mm-hmm. so mm. we got like our band of <laughs> our band of miscreants forming around us. Well, at La Maison, Mark always asks, who's new? Like, who wants yeah. to give it a shot, right? Yeah. So he, he gives he gives the local <gasps> comics their time to try some new stuff, and he loves to put fresh faces up mm-hmm. on that stage. It's great. Yeah, I, I like his show. I'd like to do more over there. It'd be nice if we had a second venue in Cornwall. I mean, it's great La Maison does it. It'd be cool if we had a second one. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe down the road there'll be one, but uh, yeah. for now uh, we, we go with uh, Ron's house, as yeah. I like to call mm-hmm. it, La Maison. Yeah. And it, it, at least it's not... A forty dollar uh, that's true gas ride for you all that's the way true. to Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You guys so, aren't that close. So now shut that, the fuck up. Now no, that okay. I'm here at uh, well, original outlaw yeah. world headquarters, yeah. uh, I realize it's still a little bit of a rip for you guys to get to it's Lama's a, own. It's too, a little yeah. rip for me to get anywhere. Yeah, I've I picked. I picked a good. We live look. a lot closer to that bridge. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, this I, guy is still fucking fighting the good fight. I live in the hinterlands. Yeah, like this is native land, and all the white people are like, okay. Yeah, you know. So. If anyone, if I, even if I had like, what do you call those air tags on it? No right. one could find me where I am. Right oh now no, we could bury a body. Here. I'm off the Google uh, map right yeah, now for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're Dundee. Yeah, fucking border is right there. Is it really so far away? You are yeah. okay. Well, yeah. Dun, Dundee is there. It's like it's like, it's okay. like a thousand feet that way. If you are, if you have a good arm. I you can, can throw probably, a baseball there? Yeah, you can fucking oh, yeah. Yeah, whip a when rock. When we leave his driveway, you're going to see the fucking custom right across the river. Yeah, that's yeah. how close we are. Yeah. yeah. So say you want to do a show out of town, and you want this to be Dan Allaire's show. Like, this is you. You are headlining, and you want to fucking bring a, just a motley crew of heavy hitters. Who are you bringing with you? <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> like if they were like, like how, you, how do I answer that without pissing a bunch of people off? That's fine, man. Do it. <laughs> this is the podcast. The fact people that you on. think that everybody listens that that mm. warms yeah. your heart. I yes, did. I did learn that the customs do listen. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so they asked me if I was getting paid for this. Yeah. And oh I was yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I'm not getting paid. No, for not this. at all. <laughs> we'll give you. We'll um. I'll, so I I got to name two guys for sure because I tour with them. Absolutely, uh, Clint. Gibbons and Lewis Hill. We call ourselves Triple Jack Comedy. I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. some of our posters. Uh, we did a Northern Ontario tour. We were the crew in Chrysler a few weeks ago. Uh, we just did Brockville on uh, Saturday night. And uh, complimentary comics, right? Like we all have different styles. Yeah. We have different strengths. And uh, we just work well as a team. And and there's no ego. We all rotate. Someone hosts, someone middles, someone headlines. And then, oh, what's the next show? And sometimes someone will headline twice in a row just because that's mm-hmm. the way it works out. There's never any mm-hmm. giant debate. So that's important, too. 
Um, so I, I'm going to leave it at that because I, uh, you know, I don't want to start. <laughs> That's a fun way to do it. Leaving people out, yeah. but like the the two, go. the two the two guys, we, we do it when we go up. We book a show, all three of us. That's the way to do mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. and that's the, it's a cutthroat place, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the you know if you can keep your friends in comedy, keep them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying everyone's bad, but you know sometimes uh, there are people out there who will cut your throat to get to the next mm-hmm. level before you. And uh, when you can find guys that are ready to lock arms and and take mm-hmm. that journey with you, like I did with Clint Lewis, a hundred percent. And like shout out to my former questionable comedians we we started out four cornwall guys simon okay. mcclendon mike baird jamie carr and myself mm-hmm. that's where this all started mm-hmm. uh, mike owns esca in cornwall and mm-hmm. we just chatted one day and i showed him the set i was never gonna do mm-hmm. and he goes oh look i have one too and i was like oh if we only knew a guy who owned a restaurant where we could do a <laughs> so we did it and like it th- that's where it all started yeah. so i started with my four my three guys mm-hmm. from cornwall and uh, we still get along. We still do shows together. Like we still do. We don't do it like we used to. Yeah. Uh, but but that's where it all started. They're my OGs, and uh, I will never forget them. And they're solid comedians, right? So I would yeah. never balk to put them on a show somewhere. I'm I'm doing a show. Mm-hmm. So let's put them all in the same boat with Clint Lewis, right? These are those mm-hmm. are those are my guys. I'm not saying other people aren't funny and mm-hmm. they don't belong on the yeah. show, but. If I'm going with the guys I want to travel with, spend a night in a hotel if I have to share one with and mm-hmm. share a stage, all of that, uh, those guys are no-brainers for me. That's really cool. Absolutely. How'd you get into radio? That's <laughs> Believe it or not, that's what I wanted to do in high school. It's okay. crazy. I, um, I don't remember how it kind of like started or where I heard about it being a career. Uh-huh. Uh, but believe it or not, I actually went to college for it. So you went to Belgium. broadcast school yeah, and everything. I went to Loyalist College. I did two years of radio broadcasting and then one year of broadcast journalism. Hmm. And uh, I graduated in 94 and 95, and I've pretty much done it ever since, other than like about a five or Mm -hmm. six-year hiatus where I thought I wanted to do this, that, and the other thing. But I I realized I'm an entertainer. Mm -hmm. Like That's what I like to do, entertainment in one way, shape, or form. And uh, now I'm living my best life on both sides. I get to do radio every morning in Mm -hmm. Cornwall, Monday to Friday. And uh, do comedy some weeknights and uh, most weekends, and I'm, I'm loving it. People think I have a nut schedule, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I heard you talk about Rogan uh, on, on one of your podcasts and uh, about hard men make uh, soft times yeah, and yeah. create soft – like, I, I'm not going to go through it, right. uh, but there's a guy uh, I watch on TikTok, and he looks like a trucker, mm-hmm. but he, he, and he curses like a sailor, but he talked about successful people – like, don't tell me you're tired. Uh-huh. Successful people are all fucking tired. Right. And just get used to being tired because that's part mm. of being successful. Successful people don't rest until they get to where they want to go. Enjoy the journey and just get comfortable being tired. And I, I'm not saying I'm tired all the time, uh-huh. but on the days where I am a little tired, that means I'm I'm hustling. Right, right. So you're going to do the morning show. You're going to really early. 4 a.m. You're taking a nap. Have you had a nap today? Yes, I did. I had a nice little uh, 45-minute nap today. Good one. Good one. Yeah, the morning show's rough. You just fucking start early. So you wake up at 4 to go to work? Correct. How the fuck can you do that? (laughs) I get get angry when my kids wake me up at like 8. I'm fucking, I got to stick out and I'm hitting fucking the first kid that comes through the door. Smack, smack, get the fuck out of here. It's 8 in the morning, you little fucker. Yeah. That's what so, the birds say to me when I get up. I get fucking angry. Like I used to have a job where I worked. I had to wake up at five and be at work for a second. I'm like, dude, why am I doing this? Mm. This sucks. Yeah. I'm just angry. 
I don't like waking up that early. Now I got a job where I don't go to fucking bed till eight. <laughs> and I feel I'm a pretty happy guy after that. Where I work nights, I'm a pretty happy guy. Hey man, different strokes. Yeah, because I couldn't do nights. I mean, yeah. I know I would do comedy, but you work overnight, right? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it does. No, no, not really. I think that sucks more. Not really. I used yeah. to do the morning show as well. Like, do you go to work tonight? No. Oh, okay. No. I only yeah. work two days a week. <laughs> if he Fucking was going to work, he loves his job. <laughs> if he was going to work tonight, he wouldn't be here. Yeah. Well, They'd be like, hey, guys, week, can we do yeah. Tuesday? Very fucking busy. Very busy, man, these days. There's a reason we record on Mondays. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To accommodate this yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. We try to accommodate our guys here. Yeah. Um, do you have a radio in your house? Do you still listen to radio? I, I, I work in radio, too, and I don't listen to radio. I do. I listen do. to terrestrial radio often. Um but uh, I like to listen to podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, on the road when I'm traveling, uh-huh. always a pod. Yeah. I, I, I find it passes the time. It educates mm-hmm. or entertains depending on which pod mm-hmm. I'm listening to. But yeah. I, And I try to listen to comedians. They right. don't always talk about comedy, yeah. but when they do the inside mm-hmm. baseball stuff there, I'm just I'm like a sponge. It's weird, right? You learn so much. It's, it's, like, it's almost like this generation, like at this age – we have knowledge that you didn't get, say, in the 80s or 90s, just because there was no such thing as a podcast. Uh, what are your favorites? Uh, Tuesday with Stories, Mark yeah. Norman and Joe List. Uh, we Might Be Drunk, Mark Norman and uh, Sam Marill. Uh-huh. Uh, Whiskey Ginger uh-huh. uh, with Andrew Santino. Uh, Andrew Santino. Yeah. Um, I like Blocks, too, with Neil Brennan, because okay. it's, it's, it's about them as people and, and what their hurdles in life have been uh-huh. to get where they are. It's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, that's kind of like the, the big ones that uh-huh. I don't miss. Yeah. And a shout out to, uh, Lewis and Clint. They do one called get us to the show. All right. So if you like, mm-hmm. like comedy stories uh-huh. and yeah. how their gigs went and stories about comedy that you guys would know because yeah. they talk about the Ottawa scene and you guys have been, yeah. nice. uh, you should check that one out. Get us to the show. Get us to the Spotify show. Spotify if you want to check it out. All right. Cool. Do, you do, do you do the YouTube or are you straight up audio only? Did you notice he didn't say us? I'm on your pod right now. I mean, I think it's a given, right? Is it not a given that Aboriginal Outlaws, you got to follow it right now if you don't yeah. already? I have He's to like, say yeah, that. I have to say, I mean, my the buddies do one in the fucking laundry room. That one's good. I like them fuckers, yeah. Well, I, I find it interesting because I, I listen to podcasts on Spotify. As a, but as a podcast producer, we get more everything on YouTube. Yeah. You get more views on YouTube. Way more. Eh? That's way more. Yeah, because they talk about it sometimes. Like Tuesday with Stories, I think 60% of their audience is mm-hmm. audio. Yeah. Like I'm audio because I listen in the car. Uh-huh. That's where I, I can't I can't consume it at home. I, I, I don't put it on. Like when I sit on the back deck, if I light a cigar, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm listening to music. Right. And I'm maybe mindlessly playing something on the iPad, like a stupid game, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to write. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I listen to pods strictly mm-hmm. in the car. Like, yeah. I listen to what your one of your latest pods on the way here. Fantastic. Just so I just, you know, I need it to be up on the latest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just bust the I wonder if it's a generational thing because that's how I listen. I don't watch them on YouTube. I'll put on Kill Tony at night sometimes. because you grew up on Little Orphan Annie, you old that's, bastard. That's what I think so. Yeah, that's we grew up on Hey, it was Prairie Home Companion. Get it right. It's funny how they got, like, <laughs> I'm probably the, I've got to be the oldest one in this room. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are pretty close. I'm 44. I'm going to be 50 on Sunday. Okay. So, yeah. Thank well, happy birthday. Thanks, man. Wow. Nice. Half a century. I'm on the back nine now. It's a weird one, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> that means you are just eligible to die. Yeah, pretty much. 
Like, like at any moment. Forty years old didn't bother me. Like yeah. you know, people their milestone years, yeah, like yeah. twenty five. Some like what's well, mostly girls are like, I can't believe I'm twenty five. But then thirty, some people have a problem mm-hmm. with forty. Never bothered me. Hmm. This one doesn't bother me, but I think about it a lot. Yeah, because I know now, like fifty, that's a number. Like, <laughs> is your dad kid? still alive? No, my father died uh, nine years ago, cancer. How old was he? Seventy. Hmm. So, okay. if I make it as far as my dad, I've got twenty years left. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and if I make it as far as okay. my mom, who's still with us, I've got twenty-nine yeah. years left. Mm-hmm. My mom's speaking 79. of like the topic we brought up earlier. Speaking of dads, have you ever seen your dad's dick? Of course. There you go. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see his. What did you call it? Crack and. What cracking balls. Cracking sack. Sorry, cracking sack. No, I did not. Thankfully, did not see his crack. He wasn't bending over in front of you, huh? Well, he didn't know the door was open. <laughs> My brother left it open, and I walked by and happened to go. So he's bending over for like, your oh! brother. Fucking <laughs> okay, amen. Look like fucking Quato. Yeah, from I Total th- Recall. I saw your brother open the other day. Open your mind. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> Thank you. Good reference. Oh, that's a good movie. So I got to ask, you know, because a lot of Cornwallians do dick them, but what is with the Converse All-Stars, man? These? Yeah. You uh, guys just love your Chuck Taylors. Uh, I did not start wearing Chuck Taylors until... Until I was 45. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly really? it. Fuck. In his lumbar <laughs> support. right here. Yeah, so, so what happened was um, we went to the States, and I think it was my daughter who wanted to stop at the Converse mm-hmm. outlet, and I saw these orange high tops that I thought looked cool. They had mm-hmm. like a retro stripe on them, yeah. so I bought them. Mm-hmm. And when I started doing comedy... I would wear them on stage. Mm. And so they became my comedy shoes. Uh-huh. And so anyone will tell you, um, I only wear them for comedy. Oh, really? I don't wear them every day. Huh. And I have them on tonight because this is, well, you guys are comedians and we're talking comedy. That's right. So I put my, my performance shoes mm-hmm. on tonight. Uh, I retired my old shoes, uh-huh. but the laces on these are from the old shoes. Oh. It sounds, mm-hmm. I'm a little superstitious a little that bit. way. Yeah. So uh, Did you play hockey? I did. Uh, there you go. There, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, so the shoes are a thing. Um, and uh, it, uh, why it's a Chuck Taylor, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, it just it just happened. I, I haven't been, it's not a lifelong thing for me. And oh. and if you've run into me on the street somewhere, I will not be wearing Chuck Taylors. Interesting. I wear Chucks every day. He loves them. Yeah. But I, I have a different origin story. You love Rocky. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm used to going barefoot, and I don't like a high heel. Oh, well, these are flat. They're flat. Yeah. I like flat shoes. And Yeah, he's a fucking hippie. And, com- and, and Converse, um, when you get them on sale, you get them for like $35. Yeah, well, that's that's when I buy them. <laughs> so it's one part. Yeah, that's when I buy that's them. That's when I so buy them. So he's a poor hippie. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. Even if I have money, I still think poor. <laughs> Like, so. I got what I think is a pretty fun color. <laughs> when he color. has money, he gets Chinese. <laughs> no, yeah. But I have money. I will spend $30 on shoes, but $150 on a meal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. I think there's Easily. a word for that. My man. I, <laughs> yeah. that's, I love it. How I much did it. you draw, How much coin did you drop uh, on that fucking steak dinner right next to Laugh Lounge? Uh, it was Father's Day. I had my father with me, so about 150 170 bucks. There you go. Well, that's Canadian. Yeah. yeah. So, under, <laughs> under American. Yeah. yeah. How's it feel that we just yeah. laugh at your currency? Like the fact that you're like, I put a lot of kilometers on my car. Yeah. Like, that's probably not a lot of miles. <laughs> no, it's motherfucker. It's, it's, it's 2.5 per mile. It's really, yeah. It really is just some ignorant American shit, isn't yeah. it? 
you know. Well, the currency thing's nice because you get charged at the restaurant, and it's it's like you jiggly fuck. It's like a hundred bucks, and then you take you get your bill, and it's like or you get your credit card statement, and it's like seventy dollars. Yeah. So it feels a little nicer not to spend that much. You money. think we would be on the metric system because you know centimeters seems longer. Yeah, the, the <laughs> numbers are higher when you be do like, it. I'm way. seventeen, yeah. baby. <laughs> In America, I'm five and a half, but seventeen, baby, or 170. Yeah, yeah let's go millimeters. <laughs> be the king. I'm a 170 king. There you go, brother. There you go. Well, this has been a pretty solid show, man. Thanks, you man, ready man, to wrap man. it up? Thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate Absolutely. you having me. Thank right. you for coming, making Absolutely. the trip. Yeah. yeah. Thank well, you for being one of the only Canadians we know that can cross the border. Right? Fucking criminals. It was funny when you guys asked me that because I was sitting with my wife, I think, when Will was messaging me about this. And that's his first question was like, he didn't even ask me to do the pod. He just goes, are you able to cross the border? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why? He's like, you want to do the pod? I'm like, of course. And I said to my wife, I'm like, what do they think we do here? Like, do I have a? Who do you know that can't cross the border? It seems like everybody we yeah, know can't cross yeah. the border. They, they they don't bother renewing their fucking passport. Well, that's a big one. That's yeah. that's a pandemic thing. A lot of people in the pandemic just when the traveling well, didn't look sense. like it was coming back, yeah. they just let them lapse. Uh, but I. Uh, I like to come over here all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, my wife likes to gamble a little bit sometimes. She's a machine yeah. player. I don't gamble. so And I'm pissed that now you can't smoke a cigar in the casino anymore. That's a weird rule. Yeah, Why are I we know, following that I, rule? That's the, one of the things I like the most yeah. about it back in the yeah. day. She'd go and play her machines. I'd go sit in the Cascade Lounge and drink their their homemade craft beer mm. they have there. They don't do that anymore I, either. The the Maple Brewery yeah, shut down. They too? shut down. My my pal was the guy who ran it. He now huh. runs a library. Justin. Yeah. Whoa, he yeah. went from brewery to library? <laughs> we're not much of a business. We're ultra all. nerds. So <laughs> we play Dungeons so and Dragons. So if I can't have beer, I'm gonna have that's books. Right, yeah. It's gonna start with beer. a B. Whatever I'm doing is gonna start with a B. Yeah. <laughs> brewery or brewery. <laughs> His resume look, must look fucking amazing. Huh? It, it looks interesting. I'll tell you that. Maybe not as interesting as mine. Uh, it's almost as interesting as his fucking bow tie. <laughs> He's a sweater vest guy still, right? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Sweater vest under a fucking blazer. <laughs> Have this... you ever thought about doing movie soundtracks? Like, like, <laughs> this, is, this is the portion like, of the show. This guy should be doing movie trailers. Yeah. Every like, single show we say, Will Bear could be a millionaire. He could. If he just like recorded stupid shit every day on TikTok. I'm glad to hear you call him Will Bear because I can't bring myself to call you Sugar, sugar Bear. bear. Sugar well, that, bear. He started that. Old, yeah. It's old habit. Habit. But when you say it with that deep velvet voice, yeah. it sounds right. Yeah. 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 Sugar bear. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have an opening at Boom? Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? You should do our imaging. Okay. You guys have one set of grapes on you because yeah. fuck, that's a deep voice when he gets down there. Just l- many years of abuse on, right. the, on these vocal cords, dude. I love the. I was a bit of a whiskey snob, and I did enjoy my cigars as well for the longest fucking time. Long time tobacco user. As you can see, I've been putting away these fuckers. He's uh, pouches. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is that? Uh, it's fucking nicotine. Oh, okay. Gay chew. Gay chew. What would you rather be sitting chew? here like... <laughs> no. No, exactly. Spit bottles are gross. Exactly. Well, if you, if you ever have That's an itch you want to scratch, <laughs> and you, you want to have a whiskey and a stick, just text me and come to the house. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, have I a, will I have relapse a his house. That's right. <laughs> Let's all do it. If you ever want to have a fucking line and a fucking cigar, call me. Call me up, man. All right, man. It's a pretty solid show. All right. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sugar Bear. Johnny B. <laughs> Joshua. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow Aboriginal Outlaws. Check us out on Spotify. Keep an ear open for women's dance whenever the fuck they feel like, you know, getting together. And the boys on the political front over there, Sage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. And be sure to tune in to our guests' morning show, mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, boom, 1019. Dan Alaire in the fucking morning, brother. Yep. And, uh, you know, he does radio, too. I don't Mr. do the morning show anymore. So. Mr. Johnson. <laughs> he just, just caused the wrong numbers on Bingo. Yeah. Oh, oh, 069 is Oops, my favorite. Sorry, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. And yeah, TikTok and Instagram yeah. and all that well, shit. And show's coming up, Dan? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. Yes. This, well, I mean, this, this will come out next week. You got to come out next week, uh, October 27th, 28th, Laugh Lounge, Ottawa. Right. Uh, right. And then uh, beyond that, I'm uh, Yucks, Oshawa, Yucks, Niagara Falls, and. Uh, and beyond awesome Ooh, thanks for coming yeah nice. uh wait 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 do you have any socials uh yeah oh, dan yeah. comedy on everything uh tiktok instagram and uh facebook mm-hmm. it does make it easier to make it the same on everything doesn't it yeah. <laughs> all right. fucking right man <laughs> all right thanks <laughs>